Information is the most powerful thing you will ever get. Uh, I, I think that we all have greatness in us. And I think that most people don't know how to be an advocate for their life. You're listening to the Almond Gunner Experience Podcast, powered by Astoria. Now here's your host, Greg Dorsey. All right, it's the Almond Gunner Experience, and today we're going to talk about responsibility. Yes, well, you know what, it's funny, I actually grew up with two words in my household. Uh, my mom focused on responsibility and respect. I mean, those were basically the two words that she she drove home. I mean, she just felt like if you had those two words and really understood them, and you lived out those two words, you'd pretty much be okay. So uh, responsibility is definitely one of those words that I'm very familiar with. Very familiar with. When you think about responsibility, do you have kind of that knee-jerk reaction to take you back to that? Or? Oh, all day. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 when I hear the word, it, it just takes me back to uh, it's an internal thing, and it's something that I have to do because my name's on it. You know, that, that's kind of the way it was kind of explained to me. It's like everything that you do, remember, your name's on it. So, you know, you need to be responsible. You know, the other thing she would say, if you mess it up, clean it up. So I kind of I kind of learned to <laughs> to live that way, too. And that was anything. So think about it is whether you you make a bad decision, you, you clean it up. You know, if you, if you mess up things in the kitchen, you clean it up. So I just kind of learned that it's you. Your name's on it. You you got to deal with it. No one can do it for you. Uh, so responsibility for me is a very internal thing. You know, it, it starts with me, and if, and if I can do that, then I can, I can make change happen. I have an idea. Te- yes, <laughs> yes, you like that little ding. Um, no, but what what's interesting about the word responsibility is I see in that the root response mm-hmm. versus reaction, a response to something. But again, what's so fascinating about that right and 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 i say that's why it's an internal thing for me it is your response to how you handle adversity because it's coming like i I don't know why we have uh, such a problem with with adversity or challenge because to date i don't know anyone who's gone through life without having adversity it's a big part of of living it's a big part of growing Um, it's a big part of being all you can be so to me, your response to that is everything because it's going to happen. I think what drives people crazy is when you have a public figure not take responsibility for their prior actions and just kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend like it wasn't there. Well, of course it is because, I mean, it's, it's the number one rule of leadership, right? Leadership is about taking responsibility. So if I put myself in a leadership role, uh, to be a public figure, uh, to say that I'm, you know, leading a group of people or I'm, I'm, I'm helping shape decisions for a group of people. But at the same time, uh, I only accept the good things that happen. The bad things happen. I never want to be responsible for that. That's, that's not leadership. It's not leadership. Uh, true leadership, you know, when things are going right, they don't accept any of the credit. When things are going wrong, they accept all the credit. So that's why you see people push back when you have leaders who do a lot of talking, uh, but they don't do a lot of walking. You know, real responsibility says that I'm going to walk the talk. Well, we're here in the studio. We have got Dallas, K-Dog, 
sorry, Big D eighty nine. I mean, we you know uh, didn't that's need to right. go with your that's real right. name there. Yeah, my we, bad. Yeah, do not go we with got, his government got, name. As we, like <laughs> to right. say. we don't need him to be known. <laughs> that's right. As anything other than anonymous, Big D. Um, but then we also have Prince Ali. Yes. Uh, with us as well. So um, what we talked about last week was our individual story. Right. And I see uh, almost like a, a micro version. You know, mm-hmm. I went straight to public figures. Mm-hmm. But what I hear you talking about is personal leadership and not actually, you know, castigating other people, but really looking at yourself. Well, I mean, think about it. If, if we if, if you look at where we are, right. So let's just, you know, keep the topic where it needs to be, you know, because we know with all the unrest that we have in our country, we got the pandemic going. We have the racial stuff. We, we got a million things going on right now. And everybody is crying out for change. People want change, and rightfully so, because where we are, man, we, we got it. Something's got to happen, right? But if you're continually looking for someone else to make that happen, it's not going to happen. You, yourself, if you took responsibility to do the things that you know are right, to do the things that you know are, are important, you affect change. Just think about it. If, if everybody would be responsible just individually if you are responsible meaning that you're being the best version of yourself we automatically affect change change isn't a whole bunch of people getting together and talking and screaming and yelling back we've proven that doesn't work real change is what are you doing what are you doing how are you making a difference and if you can't make a difference in your own life, you're certainly not going to make a difference in someone else. It's fuzzy math. So that's why I always, you know, a lot of my talks when I'm when I'm doing corporate talks or even working with my student athletes, um, you guys have all been around me. I spend all the time focusing on the individual and, and trying to help the individual find their purpose, find their reason for being, what drives you, what inspires you. Because if you do that, I promise you, you're going to affect change. You're going to be a positive person. But if you are a person who do not know your purpose, um, if you do not know your potential, then you're certainly not going to play for those things. So you're going to follow. You're just going to go with what's popular. And that's why we're in this position that we are right now. A lot of followers, very few leaders. Well, this those followers are stuck with seemingly a, a binary choice. You've right. got option A, option mm-hmm. B, mm-hmm. and really nobody wants to take responsibility for where we are right, and how we got to this right. point. Right. Um, and so making your own individual decision says, actually, no, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to change what I can change in my immediate circle of, of influence. That's the power of free will. Yeah. That's the power of being what I like to call an independent thinker. Is that, you know, you have all the control to be whatever it is you want to be. And so when I look out at things and, and I hear people say, well, you know, that's the way it is. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, again, when you let experience be your greatest teacher, then you're stuck. You're stuck. If you let your past experiences dictate to what it's going to be for you today, then you're stuck. Because this argument that we're having right now in this country, we've been having it since 1619. Well, I saw an interesting uh, news feed 
the other day, about yesterday actually, about how teachers who are virtually teaching mm -hmm. do not want parents to listen in to their kids. So they've had parents sign a document to say, I will not listen to my, ch my child's classroom, right. my virtual classroom. Right. right. To me, to me, it's it's odd, and I think I think it, but I don't fault those teachers. No, they're trying to take ownership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I would fault is the system or those who navigate and manage the system to not have the foresight to educate and inform, and then as as parents in your own home to say, well. This is how I'm going to lead my family through this and navigate this. You know, I, I've heard one mother respond and say, um, I'm just going to make sure that the teacher, I tell my kid, go ahead and absorb the science and the math. Don't worry about the rest. We'll take care right. of the rest. Right. Well, again, you know, I, I think everything starts in the home, right? And it's all about character development and, and laying a foundation. Um, at the end of the day, when I'm working with student athletes, uh, for me, the things that I'll say to a kid when we're one-on-one -on -one is the same things I'll say to the kid when they're with their parents. I mean, anyone that works with me know, any, any corporation that brings me in, you already know what you're getting. I'm not the fluff guy. I'm not here to say what you want to say. My job is to give the truth as I know it. And then you do what you want with it, right? So we're at this place to where, you know, teachers have to train virtually, but I think, um, they got to be willing to give 100% of themselves, and I think students have to be given 100% of themselves to get it. Again, it's responsible. They are responsible for the information. The kids are responsible for taking that information and then using it the way it's supposed to be used. And then I think parents are responsible for making sure that the kids have the things that they need to be able to compete and be successful. Like, everyone has to do their part. Like, I don't know why that's so hard. Like, in my head, I sit back and I watch all of the stuff go. And I just go, this ain't, this ain't hard. Like if you want to be successful, if you want to be the best, the question is, what are you doing every single day to get you there? This isn't hard. Like, look, the first two commandments say it all. Number one is, he's the man, there's no one above him, he's it. Number two says, love thy neighbors as thyself. So if I can't love me, I'm certainly not gonna love you. So my responsibility, first and foremost, is to love me enough to know that I'm a work in progress, to love me enough to do whatever I need to do to, to walk into my purpose, right? To live it out, uh, to know what my potential is and, and, and get all of it out of me. Because if I can't do that for me, 89 doesn't stand a chance, K-Dog doesn't stand a chance, you don't stand, no one stands a chance. My kids don't stand a chance. I mean, let's be real. You can't give what you don't have. So if I can't just do those two things, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. The responsibility is each individual's. Simple. You do that, you expedite change. And what are we responsible for? Just, just our decisions? And being the best, number one, you're responsible for, for, for going out and hunting down the information that's important to you. Why do we want people to do our work? That's the thing that I don't quite understand, right? We want other people to fight our fights. That doesn't make sense to me. 
I think we're responsible for that. If there's information that you need to help you with your purpose, to live it out, to keep you driven, to keep you inspired, get off your butt and go get it. I mean, because if I'm waiting for someone to bring it to me, here's what has happened. They bringing me misinformation. That's why we are where we are. If I'm too lazy to go out and hunt, See, that's what lions do. Yeah, again, you know, those lions at Bush Gardens, I understand. They're just as pretty. I mean, they're big, they're up close, and you feel like, you know, you can, like, take these pictures and you feel safe and all well, that. Well, life is pretty easy. I mean, they, but they here's three, the thing. three square meals. Well, when old boy comes to. out, though, to feeding time, you don't know what he's putting in that food. He could be putting all kinds of stuff in that food that, you know, you get in there. The food he's giving you might be the stuff that's making you lazy. See, now the lion out in the Serengeti, he knows what he's getting. He knows exactly what he's getting because he's hunting it down and he's chasing it. And if it doesn't work out right, that's on him. If he goes in at antelope and, and, and he didn't estimate the speed right, because his job is he's got to outrun the slowest antelope. And the antelope's job is he's got to outrun the fastest lion. So you brought up uh, at the beginning, you brought up coronavirus. Um, I'm thinking about the recent release from the CDC that talks about only 6% of uh, the deaths uh, mm -hmm. were just coronavirus mm -hmm. without any other mm -hmm. pre-existing condition or mm -hmm. com comorbidities. Um, but I, I think what's interesting is like the people who are kind of like more conservative about it, they're like, you know, I don't need to wear a mask. I'm not gonna worry about everybody else. You know, it's mm -hmm. all a hoax, uh, which I, I've definitely fallen into that category mm -hmm. in multiple mm -hmm. occasions. I, mm -hmm. I waver between like being mm -hmm. extremely frustrated, wanting mm -hmm. to be able to just mm -hmm. live a normal right. so-called life. Um, and, and, and then also being sensitive to the fact that there are those. So the other 94% mm -hmm. did have comorbidities, mm -hmm. right? So you bring up, again, I think of what's in the food, mm -hmm. taking responsibility for your own health. How does that equate to uh, navigating in the game of life and, and being a lion or understanding that you can actually hunt and get the best? Well, but again, you know, for me, I think that you guys have heard me speak on many occasions and man, health, health and wealth and all that stuff go together. You only get one life, you get one body. So my thing is, you're gonna get out what you're putting in. So I, I know that there's people, you know, you're, you're born with certain things that you may not have control of, but for most of us, we can control it. For most of us, we have the ability, we have the free will to decide whether we wanna exercise. We have the free will to decide, you know, what we're consuming. So. That's where I am. I'm like, you got to put this thing where it goes. You, you, you got to put it on your back and take responsibility. So when, when I look at the whole thing about the coronavirus and everything, you know, I always say the problem with most Americans is they've never been outside of America. That's the problem. So they, they want what they want. And, and, you know, and they're very, very hypocritical, in my opinion. Right. So how does it hurt me? to take the responsibility of not only keeping myself safe, but keeping someone else safe. See, because it's all well and good, like you say, well, 
well, it's only 6%. Even, you know, you hear people talk about the numbers and the numbers are all wrong. So let's just say we cut the numbers in half. Matter of fact, let's cut them to 25%. You still with a number of about 45 deaths, 45,000 deaths, right? So you'll hear people go, well, that's good. Well, it's, it's good if, if it's not one of the people you love. See, I, it's, it's so hard for other people just to have empathy. And, and you know, and being a black man, I, that you, every day you wake up that way. Every day you wake up understanding that there are some issues and some things that you're going to have to deal with. And no matter how much you try to explain those things, there are going to be people that go, well, that's not real. Well, it's not real because you don't have to live it. So I've, I've really learned to live my life not wasting energy and giving time to people who don't want to be better. Like, that makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense to me to try to be included into a group of people who don't want inclusion. Why, why would I do that? Why, why should I have to be the guy that, as they say, take the high road? I'm responsible for me. So my job is to wake up every single day doing all that I can do to be the best version of me. And then whoever comes into my world, right? Love them too. But I cannot do that if I don't love me. And I cannot do that if I continue to waste time trying to convince someone, you know, something that they don't want to be convinced of. You can't raise an adult. You can't raise an adult. That's the beautiful part about being an adult. You get to make decisions and they're your decisions. So for me, when we look at our show, when we look at all the stuff we do, this is, this is Almond's feelings. This is my, you can take it or leave it. You don't have to. But all I'm saying is you don't have the right to tell me how I'm supposed to feel. That's, that's one of those things like when you say, oh, well, that wasn't racist. Well, if you ain't black, you don't get to tell me what racism is. You don't get to tell me how I should feel about someone that I think that's racist. So what I've learned to do is make sure that I focus on being responsible for everything that's happening in my world. Because if I can do that, then I can better serve the rest of the world. That's how you affect change. Change will never be affected by a whole bunch of people yelling and screaming, and, and, and all and, and the day we it's like going to a football game if you if I'm a Seminole so when we play in Dope Campbell there's 90,000 people in there pretty much yelling for Seminoles you understand what I'm saying but we're comrades we leave that stadium and, and most of us don't even like each other won't even speak to each other you understand what I'm saying that's how I view the world a lot of comrades a lot of comrades, we just don't like what you don't like. We ain't really down with it. We don't really want to change it, but at this moment, we just don't like what you don't like. That makes no sense to me. Keep fighting for civil rights. I'm gonna keep fighting for human rights. That's the responsible thing to do. Can't say you want, you know, babies to be here but then pick and choose which babies those are. That, that makes no sense. Once we're here, we're all human. Once we're here, we all should have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If not, tear the Constitution up. Quit reading it. Quit going back to it. Don't waste your time. You can't give energy to things that people don't want to see change. Work on yourself. Be responsible for you. And I promise you, you will affect change. I remember growing up, 
Think of it this way. People talk about peer pressure. Man, peer pressure started in, in the garden with Adam and Eve, so it's nothing new. And growing up, there was guys, they did their thing, but they never brought it to me because they knew I didn't even, I, don't even ask Gunner that because he ain't drinking. Don't even ask Gunner that because he's not doing drugs. You understand what I'm saying? Because I led with my life. I was responsible for me. You do what you want to over there. But you can't bring that over here. So I never had a problem with it. This ain't hard. You either have faith or you don't. Got any John Coltrane we can roll in for a minute? <laughs> Just let that simmer for a sec. You, you were about to say something? No? Want to add anything or no? You know, when I hear responsibility, I think of one quote. That's Uncle Ben. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Spider-Man. Well, but think about it. Like, like I always say that, especially, you know, when you're dealing with athletes, everybody want to be the man. Everybody wants to be in the spotlight. Well, until they actually get in the spotlight. See, because when you walk into the spotlight, it becomes a microscope. See, everybody wants to be like this quote-unquote leader. They want to be what we call the dude. I want to be the dude. Well, right up until the moment that you become the dude. And now everybody's hunting you. Now it's a problem. See, now it's a problem. Yeah, it's a, it, it is always interesting to me how few leaders are at the top. Hey, that ain't by coincidence. Because I'm telling you, most people do not want, with leadership becomes responsibility, but it, there's this expectation. When you are a leader, the expectation is you have answers. When you are a leader, it says you have empathy, you have sympathy, you have people skills. It says that you can relate. It says that you are a visionary, that you're competent in all your abilities. That's hard, man. That's hard to every single day play at that level. That's hard. So people like to talk about it. There's nothing better than sitting around listening to a whole bunch of people belly aching about the CEO or the president, the vice president of a company, and then asking them, so what would you do different? And they got nothing. They have no words. Or then they'll have some suggestions and you say, well, why don't you go throw those out? Well, no, 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 no one's going to listen. See, it's easy to sit back. You know, it's like watching, listening to a sports show on Monday when they're talking about what happened in a football game on Sunday. It, dude, I, I, I don't even listen to those shows. I, to be honest. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it mm -hmm. one step further because I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. And when you say what you say about being the change you want to see in the world, mm -hmm. I know you do that daily mm -hmm. so you wake up in the morning it's that simple for you yeah because you make a decision i'm going to maximize the potential and and i don't know who responds well to those words i'm going to maximize mm -hmm. the potential mm -hmm. of every person that i come in contact with every day not everybody's going to understand what you mean by that or actually love that concept right but if you break it down when you understand the return on investment, 
the long-term impact, that's really critical. Well, the real return on investment is this. I think that when you wake up every single day and you maximize your potential, in other words, you have the right attitude, the right behavior, and you give 100% effort. The real long-term on investment is this. You will never regret anything and you will never resent anyone. That's the real long-term investment. Because people that don't do that, and ultimately, they're gonna blame someone else when they come up short. That's, that's how it works in this world. So that's why for me, it's like, I need to be responsible for the things that I do. And all I have is right now. This, this past week, um, I get a phone call and, and the phone call was that my college roommate passed away. He was one of the most healthy people I know. Didn't drink, didn't smoke, great guy. Just had spoken to him a few days earlier, right? Um, brain aneurysm, gone. 57 years old. So I, I'm well aware of the reality of all we have is right now. So, so what are you doing? What are you doing right now? I was looking at my life in weeks, counting the number mm -hmm. of weeks I have mm -hmm. lived and how many remain. Mm -hmm. um, just on you know American average right. and looking at my family, right. I mean, we all get around four thousand weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, so ask yourself: <laughs> Have you impacted four thousand people? You know, have you lifted up four thousand? Have you taken responsibility each week and said, "I'm going to actually be a positive influence"? And if not, you know, where are you at in that process? You know, where, how far along are you? How many more weeks do you have? How many more days do you have? How many more, more breaths do you have to, to take responsibility? And, and, the, and the flip side of that is, and if you're not willing to take responsibility for it, then stop belly aching about it. That's the way I see it. Like if, if, if you don't want, I, I'm the guy to say, look, if, if, you, if you don't want it, just get out of my way. Don't slow my roll. Because I know that time is of the essence. We don't really get this back. But we know our, our listeners are, are they're, they're listening. They're at this point in the show. How long, how far into the show are we? Probably about 25 minutes. So we're 25 minutes into the show. If you're 25 minutes into this show, you're, you're not a bellyacher. No, if you're 25 minutes into to our show, here's what I know about you. That you are a lion on the Serengeti. That you're not a bush garden lion. See, that's what I know. What I know is you do want to affect change and you play hard every day knowing that it starts with you. If we really want to come together, get yourself together first. <laughs> that's, that's my advice. You, you want to come together? Get yourself together first. And, and, and lead with your life. That's how we make a difference in this world. So your time, how you manage your time, mm -hmm. take responsibility for that. Your, uh, your health. Yes. Yes. Your, your decisions. Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's about information and decision making, right? So if I have, you know, all of these great ideas, but I haven't taken care of my body, so now I don't have the energy or, you know, physically I can't really do it. You may as well not have the ideas, right? So I think it all ties together. You're responsible for that. It's your time. Who else time is it? It's your time. It's your health. Who else health is it? It's your attitude. It's your willingness to hunt down the information that's needed for the change that you want to see, not only in yourself, but the rest of the world. 
That's no one else's. Isn't time the great equalizer? Though? Oh, it I mean, is. I, I, we, it we're is. hearing a lot about. Oh, we're, let's throw a few names out there: Trump, Biden, Harris, Pence, Gates, Bezos, um, uh, Buffett. Uh, any celebrity we want to throw? Like, there's a lot of names. We all have the same number of seconds, minutes, hours. What were the names I missed? That you wanted to throw in Bill Gates, Batman. yeah, Batman. Batman. <laughs> but it, yeah, but again, I mean, you know, you're exactly right. Nobody gets more than 24 hours. Shad Khan, is that the name you wanted to throw, yeah. to throw out there? Yeah. No comment. 26 hours in a day. Yeah, you get yeah. 26. Yeah, you think so? You know, so that's the beautiful thing about time. And and if you're blessed to wake up. You got a shot. That's the way I see it. I, I remember the first time he pointed out that that fact to me. Yeah. And it just it hasn't completely sunk in, to be <laughs> honest with you. You mean I have the same amount of time in a day that the most influential people on the planet have? Yes, we all do. What? We why, all do. Why are we even thinking about anything I, other than that? That's Again, man, I'm a simple man, and you always like to say, you know, I'm average for a country boy. But what I do know is, is that Oprah doesn't get any more than me. Um, 24 hours is 24 hours. 24 hours in America is 24 hours in China. Like, it is, that's how this thing works. Yeah, but you didn't have to go farm life, country boy on me. I mean, you know, you guys like to slide that in there. You and K-Dog. Well, when you when you know that, well, when you understand that, when yeah. you see the value of making early decisions in your day to maximize every ounce of your energy. Well, I mean, again, I think that information for guys like me and K Dog who grew up that way, having to you know get up early to actually produce something, and then you learn to take that into the rest of your life. You're so far ahead of everyone because most people spend their time trying to figure out how can I stay in the bed a little bit longer. I just want to get a few more minutes. The alarm clock go on, they, they hitting the snooze button. Well, you know, K-Dog and I, we ain't had that. You can't stop the rooster from crowing once the sun comes up. You got to go get it. And so I think you just take all that information, right, K-Dog? That's right. And you learn to put it in all the things you do. So by nine o'clock, man, I probably done put in more than most people gonna do all day, and that's just a fact. And what happens if you don't? What happens if you sleep in a couple of days in a row? You know what happens? Somebody got ahead of me, because not everyone's sleeping in. See, that goes back to being a competitor, right? It goes back to knowing, you know, what am I doing for me? I can't say that I want certain things in my life, but yet I'm asleep in two and three days. But I just mean like to the crop. Or to, or to the livestock. Well, you know, what happens? You, guess what happens? They don't feed themselves. And they definitely don't harvest themselves. So then you you end up losing all of this. It's rework now. Now it's rework. Not only is it rework, but then it, it's no return on investment. So all that time that you just put in, you don't get back. That's why I say I don't chase relationships trying to get somebody to do something they don't want to do. Man, that's too much rework and I don't get that time back. So once you show me where you're at, show me what's important in your life, and, and, and look, we, we just not going to get there, man, let me move on. See, I don't live with the illusion of inclusion. 
See, that, that's, that's what I think happens a lot, especially if you're African-American. It's this illusion of inclusion. Like, we really want, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you did, we, we, would be, we would be here. Like, are you kidding? You can't keep using Dr. King and saying he was, you know, nonviolence and what would he think about it? You still assassinated him. So that's why I don't spend my time chasing things that, yeah, come on. We got, we got more to do, man. We got to save these babies. We got to help these babies be in a different place. Yeah, but Dr. King changed the world. Yeah, he changed it. Just look, look at how much he changed it. The same stuff that he said. We could play him right now today. See, it's past tense. That's yeah, the problem. That's what I mean. That's the problem. He changed no. the world. No, no. But then you see his granddaughter. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so he gave the information. He planted mm -hmm. the seeds. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you become complacent. We good now. We 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 all right. No, we're not. You, you dude, life keeps showing up. If you get to a certain place and that's the only place you want to be, I promise you, it's man, it's one of those things. It's like having a great season as an athlete. And then you track and field is one of those things that check this out. You can you can have a season in track and field where let's say you are a junior in high school. And you go to the state track and field meet, and you're a 200-meter guy, and you get second place. Now, the guy that beat you was a senior, right? So now, most people think next year, you're going to get back to the finals and what? You're going to win it, right? Man, it doesn't work that way in track and field. Somebody continues to train. Some new people move into the school district. You may have gotten injured along the way, so there's no guarantees. That's exactly how life is. That's exactly how life is. And that's why people, you hear people all the time go, I just want a break. I got right there, and so now I just assume that it would be, no, mm -mm, you can't do that. You got to keep working. Just because you were second when you were a junior don't mean you're going to be first as a senior. We're about, we're about to break down um, the loss of Chadwick Boseman. And um, we're going to create a, a YouTube video here in a little bit here in the studio. But um, what's one aspect of the way that he lived and died that stands out to you? He took responsibility. He, he's every bit of the word that we're talking about. Think about this. This guy has stage four cancer. He did what he had to do to make sure that he stayed as healthy as he could, as strong as he could, because he had these responsibilities to, to do these iconic movies, but also to go to St. Jude and, and, and talk to kids as he's going through what they're going through, but no one knew. See, that's responsibility. So that's why we're shocked, number one, that he's gone so early at 43, right? But more importantly, that's why people are like, oh my God, he's every bit of Black Panther. He's every bit of superhero to take responsibility for his life so he can help others. That's the real beauty of what he did. Yeah, life well lived. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So to affect change, what did he do? 
took responsibility for his life. He didn't, he didn't go out there and say, you know, poor me. I'm going, no one even knew. Yeah. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, everybody's got to see Marshall. Oh. Everybody talks about Black Panther. Look. Obviously, 42, epic film. Like, James gotta see, Brown? Got to see like, Marshall. Got to see Come on. Come on. This is what I'm saying. All dealing with what he was dealing. The five bloods. But took responsibility. So, we mentioned um, T'Challa, super freak, right? Right. Um, who's our super freak this week, Coach? You know, it would be easy to go with, with Chadwick. Chad, you know, it would be easy to go with Black Panther, but that's too easy. Um, to me, the super freak of the week has to be John Thompson. Big John Thompson. We're talking 6'10", a man, two NBA you know, rings, Hall of Famer, played with the Celtics. Um what he was able to do at Georgetown, most people don't know this, but you know, his first year at Georgetown, the previous year, they only had won three games. You know, think about it. John Thompson walks into Georgetown, which is, yeah, it's, it's a white school. They've won three games prior. And he took that school and he put it on the map. And he did it his way. He took a lot of heat. I mean, think John. Hey, he, he's putting five brothers on the floor. If that's who that's who's supposed to play, if they're the best. I mean, he brought in Patrick Ewing, and then it was here we go. Um, he he was just a pioneer. I mean, so what you know when I look at Leonard Hamilton, um, man, I know that Leonard, you know, looking at Big John and what John. I mean, he he set precedent for so many um, college coaches. But what he did was amazing. What he was able to accomplish was amazing because he actually changed the Big East. He's the one that made the Big East what it was. Um, when, when he got those Hoyas up and running and, and doing what they were doing and the iconic white towel, you know, across the shoulder. And, um, but he was more than a coach. He was a mentor. You know, he was a friend. I mean, I heard Patrick Ewing talking about him in an interview and, um, he he was just a man, so definitely a super freak of the week. And you know, even being the first uh, oh, black head coach to, to win, win the NCAA, the NCAA. Yeah, 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 went three times, won it. Uh, and you know, and it, and it's funny, you know, John just it was just a part of it, right? He didn't harp on it. He just kept moving, just kept kicking in doors, allowing people to have opportunity to do what he did. And and I and again, I think that's what happens when you take responsibility for your life. So, well, someone else likes Big John too. Right. <laughs> so, um, in light of uh, you know losing uh, a couple of super freaks um, this past week, and uh, just even going back to what we were talking about with um, responsibility, understanding, we're talking about not just statistics, but mm -hmm. people who have passed as a result. Mm -hmm. uh, excess deaths, right? Mm -hmm. I just think to myself, there's remembrance and legacy that comes with living a life of responsibility that that you have often like, you know, do people really, nobody really knew this about Chadwick. Nobody right. really paid attention right. to coach. You know, right. like to me, it's amazing that we learn these things after they're passing. So anyway, we, you know, we, we talk about living 2,000 years, and, and I think 2,000 years from now, you have to continue to have John Thompson, 
you know, in the conversation because he was first to do something that was great, but it's just all the people that he, that he helped along the way. So they're going to tell their kids who tell their kids. And, and uh, so it's the same, same way with Chadwick, but it's like you said, it's a shame that you have to wait to, to this happens. And that's why I like every day's game day. So. But to coach Thompson and uh, Chadwick, I'm wondering, did they already understand that you know you got to see that they knew that oh yeah for them they got to enjoy the benefit of living no doubt life that way no doubt because i mean again you know it's like patrick say i could call him anytime you know and talk to him so i mean they knew they knew the lives that they affected and uh and they just kept taking responsibility for being that leader um well coach thompson did something with iverson that the whole world yeah like you know he messed up in high school right they all took his offers away this kid's gonna be nothing. Right. And then Coach Thompson comes in, gives him a chance, and builds him into a Hall of Fame basketball player. So I think the mark of like any great leader is, is being able to to see what's inside someone long before they do. And I and I think Coach Thompson was able to do that with Iverson, right? But I also think that Iverson was ready. I think that he was like he understood that he messed up. And he understood that, you know, this may be my shot. But I think he could also go back and, and see what Coach Thompson had done in the past. And if he was just open to the possibilities, and if he would show up and do the work, then that could be him. So I think that's what great leaders do more than anything, is that, number one, your body of work always speaks for itself. So it's, it's no different when a student athlete first comes to me. Um, they, they pretty much know some of the athletes that I've always you know, that I've worked with or whatever. And, and, and so, you you know, as a coach then, you just help them to understand it's all a process. And if you can block out the noise, if you can be consistent, if you can show up, yeah, this can be you. Like, like why wouldn't it be? Which I think is, is, is hard for a lot of people. It goes back to Iverson's experience up to that point had been, you know, I messed up. And Coach Thompson was able to show that's in the past. Like, you can start today and be great. And that's what I mean about when you take personal responsibility. How do you keep that going as a coach, though? I mean, I assume there's so many talented, gifted, strong athletes in the mm-hmm. world that just never get to that potential and that they'll burn you along the way. That right. you're like, I can do this with this right. guy. And then I think you have to, for me as a coach, I know what I focus on is trying to figure out a way to constantly inspire someone, you know, to, to help them. And, and, and the way you do that is, is, for me, it's tough love. Like, you know, when, when you're getting it right, I'll let you know. But when you're getting it wrong, I'm going to let you know. And I think great coaches are very consistent. I think when you you look at, you know, Mike Krzyzewski or even Bobby Bowden or Steve Spurt, like I think really great coaches are just consistent. And, and players know what they're going to get. And when you know what you – it goes back to being a kid, right? We all want to know boundaries. We want to know how far we can go. Um, but so many times you get a very talented person who's, who's, who's been given the key to the city. You know, you got to run of the house. They can do whatever and, and there's no consequences. Um, but I think when you get great coaches, they're like, man, I can, I can win without you. Like, <laughs> like this, this is the way it's going to be. Um, I know you guys have heard me tell athletes a lot of times, like, look, this is the way it is. Like, <laughs> like you can't break me. This is, this is the way I coach it up. And I think that Coach Thompson and, and, and I think Iverson was so ready for that, you know, for that for that father figure, 
for that mentor, for that coach, for that friend. Like, I think he was just ready. Well, I heard some love for Coach Steve Spurrier. Well, I mean, the old ball coach. I mean, you know, again, I, I think of, you know, Spurrier is kind of like he and, he and Bowden was like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. I think they both made each other better in a lot of ways, even though, you know, Bowden's the king. I mean, it is what it is. So you're giving Bowden Ali in this in this all par- day parallel. twice on sunday i mean what's wrong okay. with you bro uh, well i'm Let's pretty sure i'm pretty sure spurrier did a little bit more talking okay i mean but and and, and a little bit more coaching well, a little but, bit more coaching but, but, a little bit more but you hitting, know by the time more. that steve got to where he needed to be Heisman. listen Bobby Bobby's shoes were older than Steve by the time Steve got around to getting to where Bobby was. I mean, you got to understand. I mean, you know, Bobby done built some stuff from scratch. And well, all late that. in the game, I feel like Bobby's <laughs> yeah. shoes did all the coaching there. But, you know, whatever. You, you, know what's, you, know you can do that when you're a leader. <laughs> you know what's great about this conversation right now? Alabama don't have to say nothing. But the second place guys just fight it out amongst themselves. See, this is this right here. Yeah. You know. Listen to this. You hear that? All right. Okay. Well, we going to see if there's a season, you know, how yeah. this thing all shakes out. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. What's you know, going on with that, Coach? We, we got we, uh, college sports, it, uh, women's it, sports started up last week. Uh, we had our first college football game. Yeah, we're going to we're going to see how it how it all shakes up and, and, and what happens. You know, um, I think just getting through this year is going to be pretty tough. But, you know, as I tell every student athlete, you got to be prepared. You know, when they flip the switch, they flip the switch. So, again, go back to being responsible for you. Don't worry about all that stuff. So, Well, I mean, when you look at uh, the Jags letting go of Fournette or making these big cuts, I think that at the, at the highest levels, they're not even th- they're writing this year off. And yeah. so it's very clear the writing's on the wall for the NFL, and that's okay. Right. But what's happening at the college and high school level, are, are kids being written off there? Well, and, and, I, and, and for me, I think that's the tough part. If you were a senior in college or, or a senior in high school and this was going to be your breakout year for you to go to that next level, uh, that's the most difficult part in all of this. But I think you have to be creative now. I think that if you are, you know, the advice that I give to my high school seniors, especially that play football, is this. We can't worry about whether you have a season or not or how that all shakes out. But what we can do is be prepared. What we can do is we can have film of you working out. We can show that you're fast. We can show that you can do all of these you know, different things um, that you would normally have the opportunity to do on a football field. So um, I think it's tough and it's difficult, but I think you still can live out that dream. Uh, I think you still can get to where you want to be if you don't get ahead of it. So to bring it back full circle, because as soon as this podcast ends, we're going to get bombarded with distractions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be told again that our world's going to hell in a handbasket. Right. You know, New York is collapsing. Los right. Angeles is collapsing. Right. Miami's everywhere is collapsing. What's our challenge for the week? The challenge is take responsibility for yourself. It doesn't matter if, it, look, for me, if New York is, is going to hell in a handbasket, I live in Florida. For me, it's about what am I doing? How, how am I making sure that um, I'm utilizing all my resources and staying responsible and dedicated to the things that I think are important to me? And if I can continue to do that, I'm going to affect change. So that's the real, the real challenge this week. You know, who are you really being responsible to? And who are you being responsible for? Answer those questions and act accordingly. That's our challenge. Listen up. Every week we have the uh, 
Almond Gunner Experience podcast, but we also have started out our YouTube channel. Yes. We're excited about that. We launched it just a couple of weeks ago, and we're asking people to continue to dial in on that. Uh, the Almond Gunner Experience on YouTube. Subscribe. Check it out. Tell us what we need to do there, Yeah, we, we, we want you to definitely like it and certainly subscribe to our channel. We just want to grow it. But more importantly, you know, go to the comment section. Send us comments about shows that you want to, you know, hear. Give us some topics, you know, direct message us. Um, we are open to all these possibilities, and that's what we want to do is we want to keep the dialogue going. And uh, and our listeners are, are a big part of that. You, you guys are why we do what we do. Uh, so, you know, DM us. Subscribe, like us, keep the comments coming, and uh, we're going to keep doing our part. Yeah, send us a message because we might even do a video specific yes. to that or a segment of a video yeah. uh, addressing that specific topic. Right. So we really want to invite our listeners to become producers. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, you know, thanks again for, for listening to us. Uh, you know, we're going to sit down and we'll do it again next week. And just remember, every day is game day. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>